Hello, everyone. This is Patriot Underground here. Now, before we start the show, I just want to say a quick word on behalf of Patriot Underground Gold and PatriotUndergroundSilver.com. You folks have heard me talk a lot about rolling over your 401k and your IRA into precious metals. We all know that the dollar is on its way out. De-dollarization is here. The BRICs are spearheading this effort. Now is the time to make these moves, folks. Click the link in the description and my team will contact you and explain how easy it is and this will be the best financial decision you've ever made. I am not a financial analyst myself, but quite frankly, you don't have to be to see the direction that things are going in the world. We have a narrow opportunity to protect and secure the wealth that we've earned our entire lives. It's time to de-dollarize yourself and put your savings into precious metals. It's a no-brainer, folks. Click the link in the description, like I said, and you will be happy you did. All right, everybody, enjoy the show. Patriot out. Welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is January 21st, 2024. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. As always, I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So I got my coffee this morning. It's been a while since I've done a coffee chat, and I figured I would take you guys along for the ride with me this morning as I'm waking up and processing the interview that I did with Jim Willie last night, I know that a lot of people out there have watched the interview and certainly uh, if you go and read the comments on Rumble and, uh, and on BitChute as well, people have had some very, very strong reactions and I think rightfully so to what transpired during that interview. So, I mean, if you haven't seen it, obviously go and watch it. But the long and the short of it is, is that Jim and I, we... We've developed a really good, a great rapport. As a matter of fact, we've developed a, a friendship. We talk behind the scenes quite frequently. Uh, when we sit down to record, uh, before we actually even hit that record button, we act, we talk, we joke with each other. And, you know, I, I have nothing but warm feelings towards you. I really do. I look at him as a friend, as a colleague, and so forth. So, you know, I, I was completely shocked, completely shocked when he opened up that avenue of discussion. Now, he said, I mean, it's almost like he kind of, when we were having that discussion and we were recording and he said uh, that he was going to, he was thinking about saying something, but he, he wasn't sure he wanted to open up a certain door. I had absolutely no idea what he was about to say. And... I think probably all of you, based upon my reaction, could see that this was not what I had expected, and uh, it took me off guard. And I, I have to say, I was, I think, probably every bit as, as shocked as all of you were listening to Jim Willie, of all people, say and parrot back what I believe with all due respect to Jim, I believe is bullshit. Um, I never imagined that he would subscribe to anything along those lines. And certainly, I was very, well, I was also surprised that he seemed almost, I don't know, he seemed almost unaware of the fact that he was on a show where the entire audience, for the most part, loves Donald Trump, believes in the Q operation, resonates with my basic narrative, my 
my my interpretation of everything that's going on and he didn't really seem to have, have all that much you know, self-awareness about what he was actually saying and where he was actually saying it and what's more is he didn't show up with any actual evidence or information that would substantiate these bogus claims that we've heard about Trump. We've, we've heard it time and time again. The mainstream media has been attempting to link Trump to Epstein as a way of deflecting all of their horrific criminality. So it's not as if this is a new narrative, but listening to Jim spout it out on my show without any real evidence, like I said, or anything informationally to back it up was quite shocking. And it was it was quite disappointing to me, I have to say. Now, I try to be diplomatic in my in my interviews to the best of my ability. I try to steer clear of getting into arguments and fights with my guests. I don't like to do that. Um, it's not as if I was shy away from a debate, but I think this was not a scenario, quite frankly, that even warranted a debate in my view. I think that, uh, you know, I asked some, some pretty basic questions. A lot of people in the audience, uh, I think, wished that I had gone farther in, uh, in challenging the things that he was saying. But if you go back and you listen, and I did ask him, you know, why do you think, uh, you, I mean, if they had all of these, this treasure trove of evidence to, uh, of Trump, as he said, being a quote unquote sexual predator, why would they have not used this years ago? and gone after him years ago and taken him down. And he didn't really have a logical response to that. I mean, I'm sorry, Jim, but you didn't. And, you know, I also asked where this information was coming from. Is it coming from a source? You know, I was trying to, in a, in, in a sense, triangulate why, where this information was coming from as far as Jim was concerned and why he was putting it out there. But, you know, short of that, you know, I, I think that I was, I was kind of reeling from the shock, trying to process everything that he was saying, and also at the same time, uh, wanting to keep the interview moving and trying to, to get us uh, to, to progress to other topics where you know, Jim is always, always, always spot on when it comes to economic issues, financial issues, and so forth. And really, I don't limit, I don't limit Jim's expertise to those areas. I think that he's absolutely incredible in terms of his analysis and uh, the information that he gets, the intel that he gets. I mean, 99% of the time, uh, I think is really, really good information. So this was a uh, this was a very disappointing conversation, or at least there was a, a disappointing uh, aspect of the conversation with Jim. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are telling me, oh, you know, you shouldn't have him on your show again. It's time to distance yourself from him. Uh, Listen, I understand people have the right to their opinions. They have the right to to voice their opinions. I mean, as long as as long as you're being respectful on my platform to me, uh, you can disagree with me. All right. You don't have to agree with everything that I say. I, I really, um, you know, I respect the fact that a lot of people are just kind of drawing a line here and they're saying they're done with Jim. Um, I'm not at that point at all because again this was very very surprising and shocking to me uh, and i do think that as 
this plays out, because I can guarantee you that he's probably getting flooded with emails. I don't know if he's had a chance to read the comments for the video, but uh, he's going to get that feedback from all of you. And, uh, you know, either he's got something on the other end of that to, uh, to substantiate what are some pretty explosive accusations that he made against President Trump, or he doesn't, and he's going to have to backpedal pretty significantly. But I'm one to sort of say, okay, let's see how this plays out. Because Jim does a lot of interviews. He, does, he talks to many, many, many different podcasters. And uh, clearly he's going to have to respond to this. Clearly he's going to have to, uh, he's going to get more questions about it and so forth. So uh, I, I guess what I'm saying is I continue to respect the man. Uh, I continue to consider him a friend and a colleague. Doesn't mean that I have to agree with him. Clearly I am in complete disagreement with him on this issue. In no way do I resonate or really even see any, I don't really see any conversation to be had, quite frankly. I mean, if he had certain information and, and presented us with something new that we didn't already know, well, then we could have had that conversation. Because like I've always said, you know, I love President Trump, but I didn't start my podcast. This this whole journey, this this whole great awakening isn't just about President Trump. It's about the truth. It's about that spiritual development that all of us are undergoing in the process and the journey of seeking the truth wherever it leads. So it's not as if I have some blinders on and that I'm not willing to look in certain directions. I'm willing to look in any direction if you actually have good information that warrants a conversation. But last night, I really didn't think that any of that came to the fore. What everybody was left with was kind of their, their mouths hanging open because they couldn't believe that this trusted source for such a long time would come out and would parrot completely baseless bullshit. I'm sorry, but that's just, that's just how I feel about it. I mean, um, we already knew that Donald Trump wasn't a saint. We already knew that he was around the, the beauty pageants and you know always surrounded himself with beautiful women. But that doesn't mean that he committed any crimes. Let's let's not fool ourselves into thinking here that that uh, it's abnormal in any way for a guy, a young man, especially when he was in his younger years, with that kind of wealth, that kind of power and influence wouldn't put himself in those types of scenarios. But that doesn't mean that he was involved in anything criminal. May he have done certain things along the way that we would consider to be immoral? Well, sure. He's not a choir boy. He's not a, he doesn't walk on water, folks. And none of us expect him to. But this notion of him being a predator and that's the other thing I tried to kind of draw the line too, to, to, to sort of say, well, you, you are, you're not talking about underage kids. You're, you're talking about like adults, adult women that may have had, you know, certain accusations about Trump, like he made promises to them that he didn't fulfill, or perhaps they made some sort of accusations against them that were settled out of court. But I, I tried to, to, I guess you know, to, to create that 
that clarity there. You talk, you're, you're talking about adults, right? And he, he even went so far as to say not necessarily. I can't remember his exact wording. It was just last night that I had the conversation. I don't, I don't have the, the whole transcript memorized or anything, but you know, he even went there. Um, and I have to say, you know, I, I was just completely stunned that I was completely stunned that he actually seems to have uh, subscribed to this. Now, other people have suggested that it's possible that uh, he was compromised. It's possible that they've gotten to him. Uh, it's possible that, you know, that he's actually part of the whole movie, you know, that he's uh, playing a role here. I'm not going to speculate on any of that stuff, folks. I mean, I don't know Jim very well, but I certainly have a hard time believing that. Well, let's just put it this way. Getting to know Jim in the relatively short period of time that we've been connected, I haven't questioned or really ever felt the need to question his integrity. I haven't. Um, and so, you know, I'm not going to sit here and speculate. I mean, people in the comments, obviously, everyone, you know, come to, come to your own conclusions, you know, draw your own conclusions, use your discernment. I, at this point in time, don't really, I don't have any, any analysis or commentary that I'm prepared to present pertaining to why I think Jim might have done this. I have some ideas, but I'm not going to put those ideas out there because I don't think it would be right at this point in time to do that. But I think it was, uh, it was pretty clear to everyone that this seems to have kind of come out of nowhere. And, and Jim's been critical in the past, as many people have, who are patriots and even Trump supporters. Uh, they've been critical of uh, some of the things that Trump has done, some of the things that Trump has said, some of the people that he's picked along the way, uh, you know, issues surrounding the jab, all of these things. I mean, it's not as if, it's not as if any of us have put Trump up on such a pedestal like he's not subject to any criticism because he has been this entire time. But to come out on Patriot Underground in front of an audience that loves Donald Trump, a MAGA audience, without any proof, without any evidence, without any real information, other than just a narrative, the same narrative that the mainstream media wants us to believe about Donald Trump was very, very shocking and very disappointed. Um, it doesn't change the way that I feel you know, in terms of my working relationship with Jim. I still am going to continue to respect him. I still plan on having him on my show. People can not listen, but that's their persuasion. I'm not going to sit here and beg anyone to listen to anything. You have to make those types of decisions for yourself. <clears throat> However, I will say that uh, as time goes forward, like I said, Jim is going to have to answer for these. Either either more information is going to come out 
that's going to corroborate the things that he said, which I don't think is going to happen, or he's going to be put in a position where he's going to have to answer for the things that he said. I'm sure he's getting inundated the same way that I am. I mean, I didn't even make these comments in my, you know, the comment box and emails are just, you know, are getting flooded with uh, reactions from So I think that he's going to have to, he's going to have to address this. At least this is just my, my opinion. I don't see how he couldn't maintain his credibility with the audiences that he speaks to. And I'll see what he does and, and how he navigates that. And certainly if, if if it ever got to the point where I believed that, uh, you know, that he had switched sides or that he was compromised, which I, I don't believe at this point. I'm not prepared to, to, to make that type of a judgment. But if I ever got to that point and I did believe that, uh, yeah, you can best believe that he wouldn't be on the show. But that's not where I'm at. Uh, Jim has been, he's been a really great guest on the show. He's... He's entertained and educated us all along the way. He made some very, very shocking comments yesterday, but I'm not a person who is just going to have that knee-jerk reaction and say, all right, well, I'm just completely done with you and forget about all the other conversations we had, all the other information that I learned by listening to you. I mean, if I have a question related to anything and I'm working on my analysis, I can shoot Jim an email and... You know, he'll either give me an answer or he'll say, hey, let's just do a show. And that's actually what happened. That's uh, what, what prompted our show the other day. And uh, but again, you know, I had no idea that we were going to go down this road, that he was going to open up that can of worms. And, you know, it's it's just really I mean, it's just yet again, something more, <laughs> something else for us to speculate about in terms of why he did this, uh, what prompted him to do this. But um, I don't know. Uh, it seemed to me that if you're going to come, <laughs> you're going to come to the the table with those types of accusations. You really should. You really should make sure that you've got some information for people to sink their teeth into to actually substantiate that. And he did. Uh, and so you know, people are going to react the way that they react, and that's the way that it should be. I put the information out there. I mean, some people were criticizing and saying, oh, you shouldn't have even put out the interview. I mean, give me a break, guys. I do an interview. I put it out there. You you decide for yourselves. I'm not in the business of you know, trying to prepackage the information that you see. That's that's the antithesis of what I'm all about. I want you to, to see it all, to hear it all, and come to your own determination, your own decisions, your own conclusions. I know. And, uh, you know, with all due respect to people in the audience out there, I understand that you were upset by a lot of the things that Jim said. And as you can tell, so was I. But that's not going to change the way that I operate. I mean, I'm not I don't allow people to as much as I love you know, the members of my audience and I and I respect all of you. I don't allow anybody to tell me who I'm going to talk to, uh, who I'm going to associate with, how I'm going to operate my show. I, that's just that's not going to happen, folks. And so if you have those types of expectations, look, I understand you're angry right now with Jim. Maybe you're even a little bit angry with me, but trying to trying to tell me that uh, I should do X, Y, and Z and operate a certain way. I mean, I, I'm the type of person, if you tell me to do something, I'm probably going to not do it just to spite you. I'm a, I'm a stubborn individual in a lot of ways. 
And I think probably most freedom loving people are. We don't like to be told what to do. I'm no different. So, I mean, I love you guys, but, uh, you know, you're wasting your breath. You're wasting your energy if you're telling me, you're trying to trying to dictate to me how I should operate my show. But, uh, but I say that with love and respect for all of you, but I'm also not not shying away or backing away from that movie. You know, we're involved in a in a crazy, wild, unpredictable roller coaster of a journey. And this is just yet another example. I mean, recently I had the interview, the roundtable with uh, with Mike Gill and Kerry, and that you know that got really fiery. You know, my conversations with Kerry Cassidy, I always, always end up getting barraged with negative comments about Kerry. The fact of the matter is, folks, is I've gotten to a point now where my, my skin is thick enough where it's not as if I don't expect that there's going to be criticism or trolls and, or even, you know, just legitimate anger when I have people on uh, in terms of the reaction of the audience. I get it. That's that's totally fine. Um, but, um, you know, that's that's the nature, I think, of, of trying to get at the truth was trying to hear from as many different people, as many different sources, as many different perspectives as you possibly can. And uh, that's what I remain committed to. I find that uh, an individual is uh, headed off in a direction that I, I'm just not resonating with anymore. I'll just say happy trails, you know, good luck to you, but I'm not going down that road with you. Seems as if Jim Morley has decided to just take a step in that direction. Uh, I'm not going down that road, and uh, like I say, I mean, he's going to have to decide what to do. And uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how he navigates this, and uh, and what, if any, additional information uh, emerges about Trump. But I, like I say, you know, I. I don't see any logical explanation or any any reason to believe that there is this stash of evidence against Donald Trump that, that the deep state has somehow decided that they were going to keep under lock and key. They were going to save it for just the right time. I mean, here we are. We're like seven years into the Donald Trump era or more. If you want to go back to before he started campaigning and they were going after him from day one, from the second that he came down that escalator. And we've seen all the ridiculous horseshit that they that they've come up with. None of it's stuck. It's 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 comedy. It's so ridiculous. I mean, if it wasn't so serious in terms of the nature of what's going on in the world right now and the consequences, it would be comical. But they don't have anything on it. They never have. And I just can't possibly imagine all of a sudden there's going to be some real evidence, some, some other information that hasn't already been presented to the public after all of these years. I don't know, folks. I, I have a real tough time believing I, I don't believe it, and I have a real tough time even imagining a scenario like that. Am I going to sit here and say that it's impossible? No, I'm not going to say it's impossible. Anything's possible. And certainly under this, the, 
conditions that we're living through right now, all of these twists and turns, we never expected we were going to find ourselves here January of 2024 and still be having this as the nature of our conversation or any kind of related subjects. I mean, quite frankly, folks, you go back to a couple of years ago, I thought by now we'd all be dancing in the streets. And so, you know, there's been a lot of surprises, a lot of twists and turns along the way, but I do believe that the core of my audience, people that have been listening, have been with me for a long time. You know, you've seen me over and over and over. I, I interview people. They present their perspective. I process that. You process that. But then I come back. I do an analysis. I do a coffee chat. And I lay out for people exactly what I believe. A lot of what I believe is is aligned with what my guests have to say, but not all. And I've said many, many times, I don't even care, I don't care who it is, whether it's Jim Willie or Kerry or Gene or, you know, SG Anon or any of the, the people that I have and that I'm lucky to have on my show, uh, I'm not in lockstep agreement with them. I'm not in lockstep agreement with any other human being on the planet because being your own person requires that you not be. And I, that's not the way that my brain even operates. I'm not looking for someone to just tell me everything. I'm looking for some people that I respect for various different reasons to give me their perspective that will help inform mine. But all of us, including me, we have to go through the, this, this natural process of hearing everything, applying our discernment, and then ultimately making determinations moving forward about who we want to continue to listen to. But, uh, I still think that Jim is, is definitely worth listening to. I mean, if he continues to spout off about you know, Trump being a, a sexual predator and all these things, then I might change my opinion as far as that goes. But uh, I'm not going to take anything away from his vast expertise and the, the impact that he's had on the Patriot movement. And I'm also not going to discount the possibility, even though I don't think this is true, but I'm not going to discount the possibility that Jim has been given a role to play. I mean, we just don't know. Very similar to you know, the Mike Gill conversation. Has Mike Gill been given a role to play? And is he even aware that he's playing that role? Has he just been kind of compartmentalized into this position and therefore is acting out in a certain way and therefore thereby fulfilling a certain objective of the White Hats. We just don't know. There's so much secrecy. There's, there's so many questions that we can't answer. There's, there's non-disclosure agreements. There's a myriad of different factors that if anyone out there tries to tell you they know the answers to all of these questions, talk about a barometer or a litmus test. I mean, if anyone tries to act as if they have all these answers, I mean, that's that's the moment when I tune in. I think one of the, the main, I mean, who knows, maybe it's kind of a ironic or paradox or whatever, but I I think that one of the main barometers of, uh, of truthfulness of an individual is when they admit that they don't know everything. When they're willing to say, I don't know to certain questions, because the reality of the matter is, folks, unless you're part of a very small group of 
most likely under 10 individuals you don't know. You, you have certain information that other people don't have, but that doesn't mean that you know anything in terms of how things are gonna play out, operational details. There's no outside comps. Q is very, very clear about that. And so how, how are the White Hats operating behind the scenes in terms of social media? Are they, or alternative media? Are they having certain individuals, big players in our community, are they putting them up to making these types of statements for certain tactical reasons it's possible the whole fog of war question i think that's kind of what it comes down to for people is, is determining is this is this being done by the good guys to create fog of war for the right reasons so that the white hats can maneuver effectively and they can gain the enemy effectively or is all of this confusion being induced into our movement a deep state initiative effort to divide us to confuse people and you're going to have to come to your own determination about that folks because uh on any given day i can kind of go in, in in either direction depends on the circumstances depends on the individual i mean hey you've heard me talk about 107 you know playing both sides for for quite some time now do I think that he's necessarily the only one who does that? No. The only one who puts out disinformation? No. The question is, who's putting them up to doing it? And what side are they really on? And in the end, the American people are the judge. Regardless of what you think of Elon Musk, it's tough to argue when he said that the real judge, the public. That's what it all boils down to. In the end, we're going to be the ones, we're going to be the final say. And, you know, I, I'm comfortable because, you know, I know I know that a lot of people out there, they may not like my analysis, they may not like me, they may think that I'm a disinformationist, they may think that I'm a, a CIA asset or a deep state asset. I've had all types of accusations made against me. But I don't really care because I know who I am. I know what I'm not. I know what I'm doing here. I know that I'm an independent voice. I'm beholden to no one. And my audience knows it. Doesn't mean that I'm going to be resonating with everybody out there. Doesn't mean that there aren't going to be people out there who don't like me. But I know who I am. And I know where I stand and the role that I'm playing is as an independent voice reflecting all of you. I never expected that that was going to be a role that I would be blessed to play, but this is this is the area where I found myself. And so that's you know, that's the office that God asked me to walk into, and it's been the greatest honor of my life to do that. And I'm going to continue to do what I do. A lot of people out there have been you know saying, "Oh, be careful, Patriot! You don't want to go down that road. You don't want to associate with this one." You know. Look, and again, I understand that you know, people are going to have their perspectives, and that's fine. I respect that. But I'm not going to change who I am, folks. You know, I'm, I'm just not going to. I'm not going to change my approach. I'm not going to change any of it because 
everything that I've done has led me up to this point that has blessed me with this incredible audience, all of you that's brought this digital family together. I'm not going to change anything. And the truth is, is that I'm, I'm the type of person that I'd rather not be doing this than feel in any way compromised or feel in any way like I had to hold back or couldn't tell you the truth or couldn't tell you about the information that I have. I mean, once in a while, if something is told to me in confidence by somebody that I've spoken to, and I wouldn't call it a source because I don't personally have any sources, but I definitely have guests who have sources. And they've shared certain information with me behind the scenes. If they tell me not to say anything, they tell me in confidence, I don't repeat it. But that doesn't mean that I'm beholden to anyone. My allegiance really is to the truth. This isn't about narratives, folks. It's about the truth. It's not about personalities either. I mean, sure, we mention a lot of names. We talk about personalities, public figures within our movement, but that's not really what it's about either. Any one of us, including myself, I mean, you know, this this is this is far bigger than any of us. And that's where my allegiance lies. That's what I'm all about. And, you know, I continue to believe that we have, gosh, we've been living through the most incredible time. I know maybe I haven't said it in a while, but you've heard many, many other people say it, that this, it's an incredible time to be alive. It doesn't feel that way every single day. It doesn't mean that we're, I mean, again, like I said, I thought we'd be dancing in the streets at this point. But here's the key, folks. I still think we're going to be. My faith in this plan and this operation in Donald Trump, the White Hats, hasn't been shaken. Not one bit. I think it's totally naive if you ever believe that you were going to continue, if you were going to stay committed to this journey, that you were ever going to get to a point where that we got as we approached the climax in this this year of justice, naive to think that we weren't going to see all different types of narratives, all different types of disinformation. The enemy is throwing out all the stops right, and so are the good guys. Don't get me wrong, but that's exactly what I expected to happen. Q told us only at the precipice. Will people find the will to change? And that the scare event is necessary for multiple different reasons, but certainly those two posts are very well aligned. All of this has to happen in order for people to fundamentally find the will to change, the will to wake up. And how do you break down programming? How do you dissolve that MK ultra brainwashing while you introduce high levels of cognitive dissonance. Both sides are using it tactically, folks, for different reasons. We know what the, the bad guys are doing. We know what the deep state is doing. It's all about divide and conquer. The good guys are inducing that same level, I think, of, of cognitive dissonance inside of our community 
more and more to push people to be independent and to think independently, critically and rationally for themselves and to not latch on to a certain personality. That's not what this is all about. That's not what this great awakening is all about. I mean, I love the fact that people out there trust me. I do believe it. Like I've always said, it's it's been one of the greatest blessings of my life. But would I advocate for that type of a mentality that people should just trust me and 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 believe in me and put me up on some sort of a pedestal? I mean, heck, I'm not even remotely as important as somebody like Donald Trump. And I don't even think that you should do that with Trump. It's not what it's about. It's not about individuals, not about narratives, not about personalities. It's about applying discernment and following that path of the truth and staying on that spiritual beam and not allowing all of this disinformation, very upsetting narratives and statements like we heard yesterday, for whatever reason, wherever they're coming from, to derail our belief and to to to, neg- to adversely affect the unity that we've been building, to divide us. It's not going to work, folks. The deep state is going to continue to do this. They're going to continue to try to drag Donald Trump through the mud, to drag our movement down. And I believe that the White Hats are allowing it because I think that they they have all the aces. They're holding all of the cards. Sure, the deep state's still a threat in a, in a myriad of different ways. Don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting otherwise. But in terms of what's really going to determine the outcome of this war, well, I've said it many times, folks. The White Hats, they're the ones that are controlling this chessboard. Certain moves still have to play out. We know that. It's not going to be a clean, linear process. It hasn't been up until this point, so I don't think we can expect or have that expectation that it's going to be. But we're in the final stages right now. And that's why so much of this insanity, if you think it's crazy now, folks, and it is, it's going to get much crazier. I think there are going to be other personalities out there who make other shocking statements. We're going to find out along the way, as we navigate all this together, break it all down and analyze it, the reasons. We're going to come to our determinations, our own conclusions. But I think this is the year where all of this insanity, all of this insane web of lies and deception starts to get untangled. And we're the tip of the spear in terms of doing it. And so, you know, I wanted to respond to, in, in, in some detail to, obviously, to what Jim said last night and, and provide some, some commentary on that. But I also wanted to kind of wind down this message today because I don't have an enormous amount of time coming up on 40 minutes here. So I'm going to have to wind this down. But I wanted to make sure that I didn't leave any confusion inside the minds of my listeners out there about where I stand and what I believe and spiritually where I'm at right now. And quite frankly, folks, the longer this goes on, 
yes, it gets more and more frustrating, it gets more and more painful in a lot of ways, but we get stronger. But every single day that passes, we have to continue to endure this deception. We, ha we have to continue to, to, to fight against this evil. We get stronger. We get wiser. We sharpen our discernment. We get closer to God. We get closer to, to each other. We become the very fabric of this new world that we're building. Like Gandhi was famous for saying, and I, uh, I think it was Gene the other day during the round table with Terry, which was fantastic, by the way. He tweet he uh, he mentioned um, Mahatma Gandhi's quote. You know, you have to be the change that you want to see in the world. And I think that all of us have been actively defining what that change looks like. We have been the salt that the good book references. And we continue to be. And God is shaping us. He's molding us through all of this deception, all of this fog of war. None of it, folks, is without purpose. None of it is without reason. Sure, there are bad reasons. That the dark side, they have their reasons for doing what they do. And we know those reasons. But God has tricks up his sleeve, too. And he has his methods. The mystery of how God operates I mean, none of us could ever even come close to fathoming that. And yet, he's always in control. Always in control. He's put us in this position. He's infused this passion inside of our hearts, not so we could get all angry and throw our hands up in the air and attack one another, tear each other down. That's not the reason. You got to remember, folks, we are a manifestation of the Lord. We're a manifestation of his character. We're an extension of his being. God knows himself. He knows his own character. and Therefore, he knows the hearts of his children. He knows that we're going to struggle. He knows that we're going to argue. We're going to fight. We're going to go through valleys along the way. But inside of our hearts is a passion, is a fire that can never be extinguished regardless of what, end, what ends up happening, regardless of how this plays out. Good guys, bad guys, you know, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. We, the people, are the strongest force on this planet. We just haven't come to discover it. We have. People in this audience have. but not humanity as a whole. And that's really what this whole process is about. And God knows that. That's why all of these things he allows to happen. I mean, right now we're talking about, you know, we've been talking about what Jim said. You know, next week, it'll be something else. Heck, tomorrow, it'll be something else. The journey continues. And it doesn't change our path. It doesn't change our purpose. In fact, it only contributes to it. All right, folks, I'm going to have to wind this down here. Hopefully you enjoyed this coffee chat. It was really nice to talk to all of you and drive around and just process everything. I really hope that you got something out of this. Hopefully you folks have a wonderful rest of your weekend. I certainly have uh, some things that I got to do today. It's going to be a busy day and certainly uh, a busy week as well. I've got SG and on 
coming back to the show tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to be on, make, I'm going to have a guest appearance on Truth Talk with Steve. I don't know if you guys remember Steve from Truth Talk. I've been on his show a couple of times. Always a really good conversation. So uh, I'll be back soon. And I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. Make sure you check out the links in the description. Make sure you're following me on Telegram and on Truth Social, especially Telegram because I'm very, very active on that platform. Uh, make sure you're also following all the different video platforms I'm on. Again, I'm on uh, Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey, and Podbean. So check those out, folks. Make sure you check out my merch store, PatriotUnderground.shop. Lots of really great items there. You can go with something cheap uh, but, but really cool, like a sticker, or you can go pick yourself up a hoodie, a T-shirt, beer mug. I have a lot of different items on there. I've been meaning to add some more, but I've just been so busy. But thank you to everybody who's, who's gone that route and supported my work and made a purchase. I also want to mention really quickly switch-stores.com slash Patriot Underground, the best place to do all of your shopping for all of your personal and your household items. You can ditch the big box conglomerates like Target and Walmart, these cabal-operated and owned companies that don't care about anything except funneling the money that we give them for all of our essentials into programs, into causes, into organizations, into the pockets of people that want to destroy us. I think it's incumbent upon all of us to do our shopping with the good guys. This is a great opportunity to do that. I made the switch, oh gosh, it was like a couple of years ago now, and I've never looked back. It's it's absolutely a no-brainer for me. The products are amazing, so check it out. And then finally, folks, PatriotUndergroundGold.com or PatriotUndergroundSilver.com. You can qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver if you have the 401k and an IRA that, are, that meets certain stipulations. I'm not going to get into that, but certainly my, my team could explain all that to you. I know that a lot of folks out there who have done an IRA or a 401k rollover, have qualified for that, and they've been very, very happy. Uh, who wouldn't be happy with $10,000 or $10,000 but worth of free silk just for rolling over your 401k or IRA? I mean, we know, folks, that the banks are going to continue to fail. We know that the de-dollarization process, I mean, the, the ship has already left the port, folks. I mean, it, it's the train has left the station. We're going gold back. The whole world is moving in this direction. The stock market is a rigged casino. If you've got your retirement assets that are tied up in the stock market, bare minimum, you should be diversifying. My view, even though I'm not a financial advisor, I think people should just get out of the stock market, period, at this point, until everything gets sorted out and put their money into a safe harbor. And precious metals historically have always been exactly that. This company that I work with has absolutely great customer service. They've got thousands, literally, I think over 5,000 five-star reviews on the Internet. Absolutely amazing company. Very competitive prices. Check it out, folks. All right, I wouldn't steer you wrong. PatriotUndergroundGold.com or PatriotUndergroundSilver.com. All right, everyone, thank you for listening. God bless. Godspeed. I'll be back soon. Patriot out.